sisters and brothers. This is Reverend Satchmo getting ready to beat out this mellow sermon for you. My text this evening when the saints go marching in. Here come Brother Hickenbottom down the aisle with his trombone. Blow it, boy. Everybody, welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and to the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Todd, how are we doing? How are you, Buck? Oh, very good. Thank you. Very good. And uh, left of me, once again, Oscar Tayeda. Oscar, I'm sure you've uh, all heard him on many shows. Oscar was my roommate for a billion years. Great friend of the show. Always wonderful when he comes on. Probably has done the most shows, I'd say, possibly of any member of the rotating gang of cigar store Indians that comes in to light the show up, I think. I would agree. You'd be right up there with Elliot. I think you could probably do we're a head-to-head versus... Maybe you've done more than Elliot. We're going to have a battle. Between you and Elliot? To the death. They should lampede Stalami to the death. Oh. Well, I've tried that good. and lost. Well, well to you. Well, everyone has lost to me. Don't ah, take it personally. Damn it. I am the lampede. So. Yeah, Buck's undefeated. I am. But you like Elliot, though, Oscar. Elliot's I love a Elliot. friend of you. It doesn't mean I wouldn't kill him. That's true. <laughs> but I love him. He's got the killer mentality like Kobe and Jordan. You know? Exactly. He's just going to take them out. You know? Take them out. That's right. That's right. We've known Elliot for so long. Elliot, who does all the announcing on the show. We've known Elliot so long that back in the day when Oscar and I used to have an apartment together, one night, I remember, I think it was off at like a girlfriend's house or something, and Elliot had his first big drinking night, I think, when he was like 20. Mm-hmm. Or something came over to our house. I think he turned green and hung out in my bathroom for about like an hour and a half throwing up. That's mm. a, it's a, I come home one night, they're like, oh, Elliot had it bad tonight. One of the best moments related to Elliot only because it was at his home Okay, was we used to go to Elliot's house every once in a while and he'd have parties. His parents have a pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there was one great moment. This was a long time ago before Todd got married. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one of the hot chicks comes up to him and was like, what's up? Yada, yada, yada. Todd's in, Todd's in the jacuzzi. And then she's really? Like, she's like, she's like, come on, let's go have a drink inside. And he's like, I'll be with you in like five minutes. What? And I was like, what the hell is that? He's like, I can't get up right now, fool. I can't get up right now. I got a boner. I can't get up. To be fair. Great moment. I just remember yeah, thinking. I can't get up right I, now, fool. I remember thinking, I got to get out of the jacuzzi right now. <laughs> So anyway, gnarly. Well, to be fair, okay, I was single man at the time. You were attractive girl sits on my lap in the tub, in That's the right. hot tub. Very good looking girl, by the way. Yeah, and sits on my lap the whole time, and I'm in. I think I was in not even like swim trunks. I was in hat boxers. You don't own swim trunks. You always rock boxers. That's right. <laughs> And so, and t- tight, small ones. Wow. And yeah, so no, I couldn't get out of the tub because it would have been a. It would have been a shit show for everybody involved. We yeah. talked about Jamie Foxx on a previous show. It yeah. would have been, you know, man. And I'm sorry, you're ro- you're rocking boxers, just rocking it like that. That takes some balls, Todd. Well, yes, it does. Yes, and it evidently, does. balls enough to where I couldn't leave the jacuzzi not, for about five yeah, minutes. I know. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah, yet, yet another classic. I'm a virile man. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm sorry. How did the night end? I'm just curious. I don't end? know. How did it end for you? It ended with the fist of Donis being on his roof. Oh, nice. oh that's right. 
<laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Here's a funny story. So that night at the party, um, by the way, I don't think this was at Elliot's house. I think it was at this girl's house that Not- had the jacuzzi. Was that his house? Was, was it? it? No, he doesn't have a jacuzzi. The girl had the girl, the attractive girl. She's the one who had the jacuzzi. She had the jacuzzi. So it's it was her at, house. It was at her house. Wow. Mm. Yes. And because mm. it was her birthday, and somebody gave her as a joke the fist of Adonis, which was like a big fist dildo. Wow. That dudes or women that are into the fist, she got a fist dildo, and somebody got drunk and threw it on the roof. Of her house. Hmm. Okay? And then about six months later, the girl was over at our apartment, and she said that her father was up on the roof, like, cleaning the gutters, and found a big fist dildo on the roof. Very nice. Yeah. Classy. Of Adonis. Hmm. So on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about... um, The Fist of Adonis. Yes. We're going to talk... Speaking of the Fist of Adonis, we're talking about... uh, uh, some news coming out of the Catholic Church. We're going to talk about uh, some issues I've been having with some new residents that have come into the area. But before we get to that, it's time to pay some bills. Oh, yeah. we got sponsors on the show these days. Legal Boom. Anybody need a lawyer or legal documents? You got a DUI? Is there a hostile takeover of, a, of your multinational corporation? If you killed a hooker and don't know what to do? Just go to LegalBoom.com. That's right. Here you can print out all the pertinent legal documents, common defense pleas, and a how-to's and how-to's on defending yourself. Oh. Why pay a bunch of high-priced lawyers when with LegalBoom you could be represented by the person who really gives a shit about your legal situation, you. That's oh. right. If you sign up right now, you can get a free list of the top 10 ways to get out of paying parking tickets. Uh, but you have to go to LegalBoom.com right now and enter promo code. <clears throat> this is for the far out listeners. LegalBoom.com. Enter, enter promo code far out hyphen hyphen m dash n dash hmm. ampersand Oxford comma one sec. Todd Perry, and that's with one D. And then you're going to enter Buck's middle name, which we'll reveal at the end of the show. Mm. Um, and so that that's basically that's the promo code you put on the website legalboom.com can you say it all again for those who missed it yeah it's true and plus because we get paid on every uh, reference here so it's far out hyphen hyphen n dash m dash it's a difference in your dashes and your hyphens on your keyboard take a look mm-hmm. at that look it up online ampersand oxford comma what's an oxford comma what's a, it's kind of like a normal comma but it's all about the placement ah. if you don't know I'm not going to tell you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Todd Perry, that's with one D, then Buck's middle name, which we'll be giving out at the end of the show. Got right. it. Again, why pay a bunch of high-priced lawyers when with Legal Boom you can be represented by the person who gives a really shit... Mm-hmm. The person who really gives a shit about whether you're guilty or not, yourself. LegalBoom.com, get the far-out deal. You know what I hear when you read that, Todd? ka Every That's time. Right. That's just money in the bank. Hey, we're, money we, in the bank. We got to upgrade this place. I need to get Raider season tickets. That's right. I got to pay my tax taxes. You know, we got we got shit we need to do. So now we have great sponsors. We have postage dot com. You're looking to the future with your red eyes. I'm sorry, that's the portrait behind you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fifty mile stare, dude. It's just looking into the future. I will rule the world. I have an erection. <laughs> I am in a jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah, I will exactly. be taken. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was uh, I was at Best Buy over the holiday season, you know, buying some gifts, maybe some gifts for myself. I, I, I think I was buying a uh, little, something for my hard drive to put the hard drive on my old computer and hook it up to, to suck the files off. And as I'm leaving Best Buy in Lakewood, it's like right up the street. There's a Best Buy right up the street. And as I'm leaving, I come to a stop sign, getting ready to exit, and what do I see? I look to my right, and there are three children and a mother who looks to be about like you know 40 years old and, and three children of various ages. And the people look like they're kind of a, kind of a Mediterranean complexion. Greek. Possibly. Hmm. But... I see them, they're begging for money. So I think, oh, there's a hard-up family here. They've hit hard times. But their begging style was not like your normal, I'm holding up a sign, I want a couple bucks thing. Hmm. They were begging like biblical lepers. Like they had their hands in like a praying thing. Please, 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 come on. And they, they, they were like howling. It was like they had the stigmata. They looked wow. very, very upset on the street corner. It was like they were dealing with horrible diseases or whatever. And I was like, hmm. wow, these this family's fucked, man. You know, maybe I should dig down deep and. Uh, they were I, making a scene. They were you know, making a, a, a scene. huge scene of themselves, which yeah. is you know kind of the opposite of what you know. Jesus got mad at people for doing that stuff in in his temple. You know, right. I doubt he'd like people doing it out on the street. Yeah, like David Blaine. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Well, that was a weird juxtaposition. Well, I, magicians are pissed at Blaine, man. He hates us. <laughs> Happened to be a magician. I'm sorry. Imagine if this lady was like. Encased in ice, mm. begging, yeah, like, yeah, you know, like Blaine, a, yeah. like Blaine, but begging, Blaine yeah, begging. Mm-hmm. but not begging to get out, just begging for money. Yeah, she was please, please, and these children looked so upset, but they were slightly well dressed, and I couldn't figure. I was like, wait, this isn't like the normal. And first of all, people in in the L.A. area usually they're just like one man by themselves or one woman by themselves. There's not like usually a whole family begging. Mm. Mm. And again, it was like biblical begging. It was like the kind of beggar you would read about in the Old Testament. Mm. I was like, what the hell's going on? This is, this is weird, but it struck me weird just because the begging style was odd. So I, I, I didn't give them any money. It was foreign to you. It was a foreign. foreign begging style. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not known to you. You were just kind of like, what is this? week later, I'm at the uh, Ralph's mm. uh, right up the street here in Lakewood. And uh, you know, I'm over there buying some shit or whatever, you know, buying some Bud Light Platinum. I walk out and I see this same crew of people. Please, 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 like this. And the kids are on their knees. And I think, man, these people are fucked. You know? And then I looked and I realized, mm, there's something up. Something up here. This, is, this isn't your roundabout, you know, LA area poor, which, you, you know, you have sympathy for. This was something else. And I realized these were gypsies. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Gypsies. And then my, my I, I told my wife, I come home, I go, you know, there's gypsies. There's gypsies in the area. And gypsies are a whole nother thing because Oscar and I lived in an apartment for seven years. And Why are you getting the hate voice all of a sudden? <laughs> sound like Limbaugh over here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, no, yeah. you know, I you sound like, like Limbaugh over here. Let me tell you something about gypsies. <laughs> gypsies are taking over liquid. They're bringing their low-class European culture and socialist beliefs, wow. and they're they wanted my guns. No. The, the, that's pretty good. That's some EIB right there. Yeah. It's probably, <laughs> I had a little jack in my head. And like, this woman ate more birth control than... Go uh, ahead. Anyway. 
so what happens is I look and I realize I know that from Oscar and I's experience with our old apartment we had in Long Beach, where we literally we had gypsy neighbors. We did. We had gypsies that lived beneath us, and I didn't realize they were gypsies till one day. I was like, these people are a little different than I'm used to seeing the normal ethnicities you see in the LA area. Right. And they didn't speak a language that I remotely understood as being anything. And you being Cuban, you're ethnic. I know. I know. And you didn't understand it? No. You couldn't place it? I'm a bilingual person. Yeah. The second lingual is all linguals. Let's not talk about your sexuality. Here we go. Okay, go ahead. You know, we're going to (laughs) keep... Yeah, my bye. So, but but one time when, when we had these we had these neighbors, I asked them because they spoke a language and would scream at each other in this language. I didn't know what it was, so I said, I said "What's the language?" And there's this woman who was like heavy set, and she was like sixty, but look, she was four hundred thousand years old. And I was like, "What's what language is that?" And she had very very bad case of vitiligo, where you lose your <laughs> melanin in your skin. And I asked her, I said, "You know what's, uh, what's this language you're speaking?" She goes, "It is Serbian and Russian." And Spanish <laughs> went through all and Romanian. And I was like, oh, shit, these are yeah. gypsies. Yep. And they were the shadiest people who ever lived. And they would always they would pull gypo moves on people. And they would, they would sell cars to people all the time. The guy was always moving cars. And they had the creepy son. They had the creepy son who spoke like a professional wrestler. Hmm. The other one who was always in jail. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! The one who would just sit there and stare at you outside the outside the. Uh, <laughs> he would as we were walking in his uh, their door was basically right next you know a catty corner to ours right yeah and as you're walking in he would just sit there and stare at you outside the screen what dead stare yeah it was the, the creepiest thing he just like wow. you know not you just look down open your door and walk in yeah that's, that's yeah. all you can do. Yeah, and he would, and he had this low voice and, be like, and talk like a monster, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they're real fucked up people, but we're always nice to them because we don't want to fuck with them. I don't want to no. get no curse or hex put on my ass. No, an, and I think you are very afraid of curses. It's it's very true. White yeah. people are afraid of curses. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. That's an ethnic thing. Because like a, you can't go to another white guy and be like, I got a curse on me. He'll just be like, you're fucked. Yeah, you know, somebody else <laughs> might go, oh, okay, well, like Oscar, you probably know some 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 sentadas. Oh, yeah. And you could be I like... I don't give a shit about that shit. I got some Lazaro shit put on me. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, here's what you just do a couple of these things and you're good. A yeah. Native American would be like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Some dipshit. Don't yeah. head west. You're good. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and so... Hmm. Well, I, I'll say that with as far as our neighbors go, they never really fucked with us. No, but we were nice to them. We, we were sure. nice to yeah, them. Yeah. And it was there was one time when I was in dire straits and they did pray for me. Yeah. On their hands and knees. Yeah, like, but it was like they're praying for me. Yeah, that's true. So it was, yeah, it was like really, it was a nice moment. It was touching. That said, did you see them when you were above your body? No, I wasn't floating. I wasn't wasn't that good of a prayer. I will say though that you know they had a little girl. Yeah, yeah, she was a cute little girl. She was a cute little girl. What ended up happening with this with this little child was we ended up moving out. Yeah. And as we were moving out, I had a bunch of board games, right? And I was like trying to get rid of these board games. I wasn't going to take these board games with me. Hmm. And like they were like, you know, old school, like maybe lost pieces board games. And I, I said, do you want these? And she was like super happy, excited to get these board games. She opens them up. She starts messing with them. And then 20 minutes later, she comes up to me and says, this one has some pieces, some pieces missing. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, you know, but you could, you know. Make make shift your own piece to to fit the board game. Yeah. I'll sell it to you. 
<laughs> she tried to sell me my own board game. I gave it to her 20 minutes ago. She tried to sell, sell it, it to me. Back to you. She tried to sell it back to me after I gave it to her. That is awesome. And I was like, no, I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. That's the American dream. I'm, I'm glad to it. see the American dream is passed on. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. a good move. Yeah. I'll give her credit. Well, th- these were the same people that the guy, the guy had like a sister who was mm. like kind of an attractive gal because some of the gypsies are, are, are good looking folk and a sister that he, that they basically, they sent out to live with another man in the neighborhood who stole all his money. Was that his sister or his wife? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And so what they did was, and then Oscar was home one day, yeah. and the police came to talk to him because what there was an elaborate thing they did where the 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 oh gypsies took this woman and they she befriended a rich man in the neighborhood because where we lived there was it was near a very kind of affluent part of Long Beach, and in our small apartment, and she took this man. She said she got thrown out of the house. So what the gypsies did was. They play, They did a fake throw out of the house. They threw all their stuff on the lawn. Yep. And they had this man pick her up, and she was like crying, and doing the, oh! so this man picks her up. She goes to live with the man. She steals all his money. Yep. And uh-huh. then comes back to live with the gypsies. Yep. So they played this whole charade. And it was on this right guy. up the street, literally up the street. Yeah. Wow. That was crazy. So it, the police came to our apartment one time to uh, figure out what was going on, and poor Oscar was sitting down listening to Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, right. I'm not sure what's worse is that that, that whole charade or the fact that I was blasting Michael Jackson. What song? Play. Uh, it might have been like. I heard it was. Man, he, I heard it was heal, heal like, the world. Heal the world or man in the mirror. It's like rock other. with you. I think it. I think it was heal the world. Excuse me. Turn and down the Michael Jackson. Come so, to the door, please. So what ended up happening was, you know, we were... Uh, we me, got the dog. Me and a buddy of ours, Eddie, <laughs> yeah. we were playing Nintendo. Yeah. Michael Jackson ended up full blast. And, and they, we, we live upstairs. with a lot of g- gay people. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we live upstairs, and we always had a bad tendency of not locking the bottom door. Yeah. And we usually left it open for some weird reason. So the police... Literally walked right up the stairs. Are you kidding? Wow. No, they walked right I, up the stairs. I remember that place. Yeah. While I was bla- while we were blasting Michael Jackson, and we were playing Nintendo. This is like old school, like NES. Yeah. And we were, you know, we were bucking through the night. We were like smoking weed through the night. <laughs> so like, you know, there's a bunch of weed on the table. Like, you know, we don't table bongs on the table, and uh, the police walk in. Long Beach PD comes Long Beach PD walks in. They they look at everything, and they're like, "We're, we're looking for the lady downstairs." Do you know a Christina or something I'm like that. I don't know Christina. Are you sure you don't know Christina? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't know anybody named Christina. Yeah. All right. And they left, and we found out later that the neighbor downstairs, a girl, was named Christina. I found a recent article from a website I frequent. It's uh, CatholicCulture.org, and uh, the headline is Canonization this year. Oh. For Pope John Paul II, hmm. a prominent Italian cardinal has predicted that Blessed John Paul II will be canonized soon. If not this year, it will be 2014. Cardinal Giovanni Battista hmm. told the ANSA News Service. The retired prefect of the Congregation for Bishops, Cardinal Ray, is extremely well connected with other Vatican officials. Since he was beatified in 2011, Pope John Paul II will be cleared for canonization. If another miracle is certified to his intercession. So he needs one more miracle. Mm. Cardinal Reese said he has learned that three or four of his miracles are currently being studied. 
with officials weighing which reported miracle would offer the strongest case for approval. Damn. So it's a lot of pressure. I know. Yeah. So I just thought, like, you know, the white smoke comes up and you're cool. And that's it. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, shit, I'm the Pope. I didn't realize you had to bust miracles. Well, no, no. He was the Pope. But they want to find out whether he's going to be a saint. When you're canonized. I thought all Popes became saints. No, 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 mm. no, no. No. Oh. There is no Saint Boniface. Exclusive club there. Yeah. Being a mm. saint. Yeah. It's a whole different thing to be a saint versus being... Now, now Buck, you're the you're the Catholic here. Yes, sir. Right. So you know something about that. Like, I'm a little... I don't know that much about sainthood or what it takes to become a saint or, or anything like that. But you have to perform a certain amount of miracles, I guess. I guess, And, and some of his are up for... Well, like people like Mother Teresa is a saint. What right? are her she, miracles? That's what I'm saying. She wasn't necessarily like healing people but she was down in the depths and she actually is a saint now and that's that's kind of the difference there is some of that the old school was you know they had to do a miracle and this is especially during i think medieval times Mm. when they were doing that when they had like people as saints so that was one of the things back then did that did those miracles actually happen i don't know Mm. well obviously they were certified by cardinals is noah's ark in the himalayas i don't know I think we talked about that on a show recently. Yeah. It's scary. But, so, I hope it is. <laughs> it's a good place for it. It's yeah. a good resting spot, you know. Why could, he he should have just docked it in the marina. Water was high. Like, you know, Marina Del Rey, you have the ark hanging out there. Be a good tourist thing. Good good, good for the state. But what, I, what I'm saying is, so they're, they're going over Pope John Paul's miracles, right? right. They have to huh. review them. I don't know whether they have eyewitness testimony, and they take a look, and they go, well, uh, this one guy I couldn't see, and then he came over, you know, did this, you know, old Pulp Fiction line, found somebody's car keys that were missing, whatever. Pope John Paul, he's under review for miracles. Now, hmm. I want to ask these guys right here. Hmm. Have you guys ever, in your mind... Been at a point where you think you've performed a miracle. Like you did something that was way beyond your normal realm of behavior. You did something and you're like, I, was, I, I hope someone saw that. I hope someone you know, reports that to a cardinal. Hmm. That's a deep question, Todd. There have been one or two incidences on the road, because I do drive an awful lot, where if I did not honk a horn or alert someone, I think some, some shit would have went down. And, you know, mostly every time I see a bad situation on the road, I'm always doing the sign of the cross or at least, you know, asking God, please don't let that person get killed. Other other day we're on the uh, 110 freeway carpool lane. Yeah, it's just two lanes straight. There's a truck right there. There's a Mexican dude between the truck, like right by the backside with a, a red handkerchief, like waving it like that. Now, if we didn't see him and stop soon enough, the car behind us would have hit us, and we it just went around, bam, 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 like that, like collision like that. So it was a bad news. He could have certified the miracle, though. Just any random Mexican dude usually is that in with you know the Catholic <laughs> Church. They could be like, that was a miracle. Miraculo. Yeah. Que miraculo. You know? I don't know why he was sitting out. I wouldn't stand behind or in front of the truck with cars going at you like that. It's ridiculous, mm. yeah. Would you risk your life, Oscar? Uh, no. I would not. Well, that's why you will not be Saint Oscar, Ta- no. Saint Teeta, Saint Miguel. I don't think I could. No? I don't think I could. No. I uh, I, I know th- a lot worth living. I think I I think I performed Oscar. You were. I think you might have been there for something. I think might have been a miracle. Like if you brought it up to a cardinal, you might say it was miraculous. All right. He witnessed it. Yeah. In uh, I think it was like 1998, 1999. 
we were out in front of the Mayan Theater okay. in L.A. We are going to go see Blur right when their 13 album came out. Right. Right? And they're, they're going to play the entire 13 album and then like the, you know, some hits. And we were waiting outside, waiting uh, for, for the show. Right. And we could hear them practicing their song Tender because they had like the Com- oh, yeah. Compton Community Gospel Choir right. was singing with them. We could hear them, you know, practicing the song. So we had a, we had a gospel choir going. Come on, come on, come, come on, on. Yeah. get through it. Yeah, and they were practicing, and I don't know. We were feeling the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I remember that? And we were on a you know a line on a, a sidewalk, and then I was trying to get kind of the front of the theater. So I got off the sidewalk and I walked into the oh, street, yeah. and an LA Metro bus came. Yeah, and I literally was there was cars parked on the street, and mm. then there was the bus coming right at me. And I did a Matrix move where I put <laughs> wow. both my hands up because I was, you know, I was just excited about the show and not paying attention. You, know, you get, get all up in your head. You're having a good time. You were, you were giddy. I was giddy. I was going to see giddy. Blur, you know? Yeah. And and then I, 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 I saw the bus coming and I said, oh, shit, bus. And then I turned. And so then I had my hands up by my face. Okay. You know? And then the bus went right by and literally between my nose and the LA Metro bus was about... <laughs> Two inches. Yeah, it was, about an, it was like the bill of your hat. And yeah, and I just sat there and closed my eyes, <laughs> and the bus went past, and then I walked over, and my friends were like, "Damn, you almost got killed." Yeah. And but I think it seemed like one of these angels in the outfield moments where mm. you know Lord above wanted me to see the Blur show. Christopher Lloyd came down, took care of you. Took took care of me. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Right. Almost died. And That's I true. think that that would be if there was going to be a canonization of Todd Perry, hmm. one of you know the four I'd need, right? To to get there, maybe it, it was a religious right. Maybe it was. I don't know, but it, it was it was something that everybody saw that day and thought, hmm. amazing, That's truly amazing. a miracle. Yeah, that is truly a miracle. Like the only miracles I've really <laughs> seen would be a couple shots Magic Johnson took in the late eighties. Mm. Yeah, there's been a couple game winners Magic Johnson took, mm. which were miraculous. Point oh three by Fisher. Yeah, I was going to say, Derek Fisher has made some. And, yeah. and Robert Ory. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Robert Ory and Derek Fisher could be in the runnings you know, with me. Those are miracle shots. Yes. Mm. Kirk Gibson's home run in game two of the 1988 World Series. Mm. Was it game one? Game one or game, game two? Game one. Game one against the uh, Oakland A's. That was miraculous. What was more miraculous, the home run or the home run trot? Yeah, well, that the, was you know yeah. the pulling of the arm. That yeah. was that was miraculous as well. I, I think about it this way: Kirk Gibson's home run in the 1988 World Series. I was 12 years old, yeah. and I think we're all probably 12 years old, 12 or 11 yeah, at that 11, time. Yeah. Yeah. We're all the same age. I was 12 years old, and I saw Kirk Gibson, who came off the bench, could hardly walk, two broken knees. Yeah, two broken <laughs> knees, broken head. You know, he was he had, you know he he was fucked. No. Not even on the DL list. How do you not make the DL list with two broken knees and a broken neck? He was sitting in the spa watching the game from the thing. He said, I'm going to hit. Probably smoking a cigarette. Tommy Lasura. Oh, yeah. Tommy Lasura shot him before the, the game. Yeah. Not many people know that. He shot him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He was raped four times in the dugout <laughs> by Rick Honeycutt. A lot of shit happened to him, man. And then he came out and hit that home run. Now, tell me if anything, in the rest of my days... Think about you know baseball and what it means to a young American kid. At the age of twelve, what better could ever happen in your life? Right. There'll probably be no greater moment in my life than watching that home run. Wow! Mm. 
as far as sports well, was. I mean, I could have a kid. I could, oh, well. you know, what, whatever. You know, some crazy. It's not going to compare to that home run. No one's going to happen to that home run. That wow. peaked then. It's all downhill from there. So where were you at? I was in my apartment. I shared with my mother, and mm. uh, very close to the television. That was it. You know, wow, yeah. that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, right. Anything better happen than that? No, not that really. Great. Right? You know, I don't even watch baseball anymore. But that, you know, that peaked. No, no baseball games gonna be good as that. You know. But uh, have you, do you guys know? Is there anybody in your life that you see or whatever that you think? Should be canonized. Like, this person deserves to be a saint. You know, maybe we can send an email over to catholicculture.org and say, this person is performing miracles on a daily basis. Yeah. Hmm. On vacation, I had some downtime, and one of the people I think should be canonized are uh, the, the Dank Skanks. Hmm. Dank Skanks. What are uh, Dank Skanks? I found them on Instagram, so if you hashtag... <laughs> if you hashtag... Uh, really? found them on Instagram. If you uh, hashtag Dank Skanks, D-A-N-K... S-K-A-N-K-S in uh, Instagram. You'll find them. Uh, their description, not really skanks, just two bitches that burn the fuck down. Hash- so just chicks who smoke weed and take an Instagram photo. So they put that nice Basically. sheen so it looks like a 1970s photo. Uh-huh. And that the Instagram sheen is not miraculous. It's just okay, an I'm app. Get, I'm getting some choice ones up. Hold on. But yeah, oh, it's mainly boy. there's shots of uh, big-breasted chicks uh, ex- exhaling. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, and, and you see, so the women they, should like Lady Guadalupe. Look at should be canonized. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Hashtag oh, dance oh. Gigs. That's what I'm saying. They should be canonized. Yes, they're well. They're doing some good out there, right? I, I mean, they them. got cannons on their chest. To be fair, but. <laughs> canonized. Very good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wow. Hashtag dank, dank skanks. You know, I'm surpr- I'm shocked you don't know about it. All right. I no, I don't. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not part of the weed culture. To be fair, I mean. It, do they all have to be like majorly stacked up top? Because if so, that's it's, a miracle. It's basically two chicks. So it's two chicks, and you know it does. Show, oh, that was a nice one. You left it on. Yeah. But yeah, it, just, it does show their gear, and they're really into what's called dab, hmm. which is like concentrated like goo. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. You're learning some right now, Tom. Yeah. A little yeah. goo. I, I I did put myself into so, the run to win a uh, dabs. Jabs are us. Uh, you would put that up against St. Christopher or uh, any, any of those guys? Well, we are talking dank skanks. Oscar, you ever, you would, you know. I mean. In one word, Todd. Yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. I mean, I think that if anything deserves to be canonized, it would be my my 68 Chevelle. Oh, you're going to canonize a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did have a beautiful 68 Chevelle that you used to drive. Yeah. And, and it, you know. Performed a lot of miracles until it crashed. It it met its final demise. It did, you know. And all all things that become saints have to die at some point. That's true. It's usually, I mean, you don't you don't become canonized while you're alive. No, it's like after after the fact, after your car got nailed on Tenth and Redondo in Long Beach. That's right. Well, I nailed I, Lady Hit a red, ran a red light. You nailed and the I shit nailed out of and the shit out of her. Nice. Yeah. but you know, she ruined my beautiful car. Yeah, it's true. Didn't you split a pickup truck in half? That was the one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a good thing those women lived, by the way. Because a 68 they, Chevelle is like, it's like pretty much like a, a, I, I, an honestly, atomic submarine on, on wheels. It, it was really bad. But the car. They, they ran the light. They ran the light, and the car really is the saint. It saved my life. It saved my life. So that's a miracle. Yeah. Wow. If not, you wouldn't be here today. Had I been in a smart car, I would, you know, I would have been dead. We might have just bounced off that car and everybody would be in better maybe, shape. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> she ran the wrong light with the wrong car. At 6.19 in the morning. 
Anyway, that car. Oh, my God. What a horrible... I mean, you know, it's one thing when shitty things happen to you. It's always worse when it's before 7 a.m. I know. You know, it's like one thing is like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, something bad happens. You have much more wherewithal to be able to deal with something. I just got my coffee, dude. Kills your whole... We're down on 7th the Starbucks. Did you spill your coffee? Yeah, without you, I don't deserve canonization. My coffee did not make it. Oh, you know, that's true. If you yeah. if you were worthy of canonization, you would have had a pure, pristine cup of Starbucks. Yep. I, I remember I once, oh my God, I once had a full cup of coffee, and I was on the 405, and some jackass who had a sawhorse on the back of his automobile, yeah. like, like he was a construction worker or something, he had a sawhorse on the back of his car, and I'm driving behind him, and I go... This isn't good. You know, you go, this could be a bad situation if the sawhorse saw just flies off, catches wind, and comes right from my car. Right. And I swerve out of the way. I survived not having my old Honda hit by it. But I spilled an entire venti cup of coffee right right into like where the, the pedals are on my car. Yeah. And that was worse than the near death. It was like, fuck, man, that's my coffee. Didn't you like to to like add to your canonization? Didn't you like? Weren't you in a car driving a car once with a, with a lady friend? Oh yes. And in the rain, and you hit like slick road, and then oh. your car ended up spinning like a hundred times, and yeah. you missed like the the wall between the between the sides of the freeway by you know literally inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My third miracle yeah. was mm. uh, I was uh, I went to go see the Smashing Pumpkins on the Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness tour with a girl named Carrie. That I've, you know, love Carrie to death. One of the most charismatic girls ever. She was she was intoxicating her personality. Mm. She she leveled me, and I'm a talkative guy. She was just okay. Go ahead. But she 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 leveled me to nothing with with her her, her personality. I, I I you know, I loved Carrie. But you know, we were driving home in, in the rain, and I had bald tires on my '89 Tercel. Ah. And it she was, accepted you despite that car. Well, you know, to be fair, she dumped me because and we, of the car. No, no, oh. just because she she could find better. And she dumped me, but I still had the tickets that I bought for both of us to go to the show, and I bought mm. them like four months ahead of time. And you still took her? Still took her. I mean, that's a mistake you make as a 19-year-old. Right. As a 36-year-old, never. You'd be like, eh, screw you. You know, I'll go with some other chick. No, dude. No. You don't make that mistake. You invite one of your boys. I know. I should have invited you, man. The reason why you went to go see Nine Inch Nails is because a girl broke up with me. That's true. And... How lucky we were. Mm. And you mm. didn't repay. What a waste. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't repay that. What like, do you mean? Like he gave you a ticket to Nine Inch Nails, right? I gave him a ticket to right, Nine Inch Nails. Because I bought two that. tickets, the girl broke up with me. And this is after show. that happened, right? Oh, this is five years after that happened. You know? <laughs> and you didn't reciprocate? Like you didn't realize? Oh, Concert ticket-wise? Yeah. We're good. No, no Oscar and I, we're, we're, we're good karmically. Yeah, we're good. When it comes to concert tickets. but mm. I just have, you know... I have one person I think should be a saint. Aside from yourself. Aside from myself. Yes, of course, myself. Oh, um, and that's a woman. I don't know her name. But there's a dive bar right up the street called the Snug Harbor, which, like, you know, sometimes that on a Friday night, maybe, you know, the wife's tired, she goes to bed. I go and I hoof it over there and I have, and I have some drinks. Or, you know, maybe on a weeknight when I just want to get out of the house, have a whiskey, I walk up there and it's, it's a real downtrodden dive bar. But uh, it's right up on Bellflower. But there's a woman there. I don't know her name. But she shows up, and she's like the tamale lady. Mm. And while I'm sitting at the bar, Good times. Like, like, like like an angel, she descends upon me, sitting mm. down with my man Double A. And anytime you get a drink with a guy named Double A, 
War veteran. Me and Double A are sitting there having a drink, and then suddenly I just see her in my periphery, and she sits down and she tamales. Oh yes, three for five. That's a good deal, dude. Three for five dollars, and they have the most amazing green sauce tamales. She's got like burritos all in the back of a Rav Four, and so you walk out there, and then what I do is I sit and I uh, I hold on to them. You know, maybe I'll have a couple bites of one. But then when I'm done at the bar that night, I come home and I microwave because now you got your good drunk. You want to eat mm. some tamales, you, you know. Mm-hmm. As far as that, so good. does a bar care if you eat it in there? No, they don't care at all. They don't give a shit. Yeah. No, they don't give a shit. And so then the, the tamale lady comes down. And I think she, to me, I don't think she actually is like a human. I think she's just like the tamale angel. Yeah, and she shows up whenever I want her. It's like I could sit down, maybe get, you know, throw a prayer up to God, and this woman would come down with some tamales, some carne asada burritos, anything. And, it's and all her amazing. miracle is what feeding you. Like yes. that's that's the miracle. Not the masses. The masses. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that in her car she goes out with four tamales. But and then she does a couple things. She has 17, 20, 30, 40, 45 tamales by the end of the night. She's not doing it for free. She's not Mother Teresa in it. Like I'm just saying, you're getting on me for dank skanks. And I think they do a lot more than this chick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think they're daily pictures of them smoking I, weed. I don't think this is a competition, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. I don't think when it comes to things of religious importance, a competition is needed, Buck. Well, you brought it on. First of all, I'd like to apologize to uh, oh. any uh, groups that are, you know, they have like the NAACP uh, mm. for people. They have like the, uh, you know... Uh, uh, Anti-Defamation League for the Italians. Whatever group the gypsies have, I apologize to them for today's show. And I'm going to learn to get better. I'm going to apologize to the lead gypsy. Whoever the Al Sharpton of the gypsies is, mm. uh, is or are, I don't know. He doesn't I, have a good publicist or any kind of a... Maybe I'll just tweet Oprah. Ah. And I'll say I apologize to the gypsies. And if Oprah's cool with it, then I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'd like to apologize to them, but I'd like to thank everybody who listened to the Far All Podcast today and Buck Perez. Hey, thank you, and thank you, Oprah. St. Buck, St. Oscar Miguel Teeda. Thank you. And may, may we all appear on candles. Hashtag Dexlinks. Far Out Podcast is a presentation of the Blue Whip Jackass. Online at faroutpodcast.com. On Twitter at faroutpodcast. Questions or comments, email us at show at faroutpodcast.com. All characters appearing in this work are fictitious. Any resemblance to real persons living or dead is purely coincidental. No animals were harmed in the production of this podcast.